wrong. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be offended. What I'm saying is people are ridiculous and they will do any and everything to prove a point. And I just don't, I can't make that make sense no more than you can. I'm ready to dive into it. And I do want this to be a very transparent conversation. Absolutely. So whenever you are, I'm ready. All right, let me hit the record button. Recording in progress. Hello, welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. We are coming in live via Podbean Zoom. I'm once again joined by my co-host and companion, Pretty Panda. And this is a very, I don't want to say controversial, because I feel like that's a negative word. I feel like this is a very relevant topic of conversation that we're going to be talking about. And I think it affects both of us equally, if I'm if I do say so myself. Uh, we're speaking on colorism today. Equally. I won't say it affects us equally because we, well, we'll get into why it doesn't affect us equally, but yes, as you stated, um, we are going to be addressing colorism today, which is kind of like a serious topic and something that has a crippling hold on the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, do not get me wrong, other communities face colorism, but for some reason, Colorism has a chokehold on the black community, and fuck. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here. My bad. Bro, I say, okay, anyway. Oh, my God. You're you're, you're speaking to someone who's extremely unfiltered. I'm pretty sure that word isn't going to insult anybody on here, really. So you were telling me about the, I want to say, discrimination in the black community, specifically towards dark-skinned black people and lighter-skinned black people and you were telling me how they seem how dark-skinned black people always want to like start off the argument when it comes to colorism and I feel like that's in the same breath that you know certain race groups want to want another group of people to hate them and in order to achieve that, they will do and say whatever just to get any kind of reaction from the opponents in question. And, you know, that leads to this whole controversial back and forth. Oh, you think you're better than me because you're such and such, even though you never actually said that. A perfect example okay. is of that girl on my TikTok. Mm-hmm. That video of her making jokes about people in her best friend's voice. Which that's weird. We've already established and, that's and weird I, as hell. And my whole video was just about the fact that I don't trust nobody who jokes like that. Mm-hmm. But because I am light skinned and she was a darker skinned woman, when she got a whole bunch of backlash just for me saying I don't trust friends who joke like that. She went and claimed I was being colorist. That was not the topic of conversation. Because it would have been one thing if you would have been like, all you dark skinned hoes always want to do. If you would have said something like that, then yes, that is blatantly colorist. Because you're commenting on the fact that she's a darker skinned woman and that dark skinned women have this reputation of doing whatever the fuck. But that's not what you said. You didn't say that. I never mentioned her appearance once. Not one. And it was crazy that it took that turn. And she even said, you as a light-skinned woman are bringing down a dark-skinned woman. When did I bring you down? Now, and, and, and just to talk about that situation 
particularly, you weren't saying anything about her being dark skinned that was the problem. The problem that you had was that you're sleeping with your quote unquote best friend's boyfriend. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem has nothing to do with you being dark skinned, but has everything to do with you sleeping with your best friend's boyfriend. That's the issue. So, and it's crazy because she badgered me and badgered me and made three videos on me. All for me, barely saying anything, just I don't trust people who joke like this. You continuously badgered me and made videos about me and made an Instagram post about me and sent it. Oh, I didn't know about the Instagram thing. I didn't know about the oh, Instagram thing. Oh, yeah, I still got thing. a screenshot of everything. <laughs> so you did all that. And I also want to point that in the midst of doing all of this badgering and harassing, you sent me a video of her like hitting on you simultaneously in the midst of all of this. Like, and I thought that was weird. I thought that was really fucking weird. Okay, Be- so I turned her down because I just said I don't trust people who joke like that. So you shooting your shot at me. No, babes, you're not my type. People are. <laughs> and I can't even say it's a dark skinned girl thing because that's fucking weird you're just a weirdo and I think the fact that she was willing to put her oh you're just saying that because I'm a dark skinned woman out there she's you know fueling that negative stereotype that that's how dark skinned women are portrayed because when you think about colorism in regards to like social media and even like pop culture you like throughout history and movies and TV shows, they're always seen as what? Loud, inappropriate, um, undesirable, unattractive, you know, portly, masculine, trashy, dirty, you know. Gina is a great example. I was just about to say, I'm going to let you lead in because I was just about to say Pam and Gina, but go ahead. So I would like to say, anybody listening on Podbean, if you don't know, I am light skinned, mm-hmm. um, and Sebastian is of darker complexion. Mm-hmm. She is a beautiful dark skinned woman. Thank you. Um, so that's why it is the two of us having this conversation. And it is going to be a very transparent conversation. And I'm going to lead it off with this one question right here. Even though we are best friends, do you feel like I have ever, throughout the entire career of our friendship, sisterhood, anything? said anything remotely colorist or anything dehumanizing on which I thought I favored my skin tone over anybody. Absolutely not. But I will say that to say this, you've never made me feel inferior, insignificant, less important, less beautiful, but you have also made it clear that you have a specific type and that type doesn't fall under the criteria that I would fit if I was a man, right? Which that's totally fine. You know, everyone has a preference and there isn't anything wrong with that. Just because you aren't, which this may have changed since the last time we spoke about it, just because you may not be physically or sexually attracted to dark-skinned men doesn't mean that you hate dark-skinned men. And maybe, and we've also had this discussion, it may just be because the dark-skinned men in our area were just cat raggedy. So it might have just been where we were because you can look at men like... Idris Alba, ASAP Rocky, and be like, oh my God, they're drop dead gorgeous and they're and they're dark skinned men. You know, those those that beautiful model in that Doja Cat Streets video, I don't know what his name is, but he's gorgeous. You know, so it could have just been the dark skinned niggas that we was affiliated with that you weren't attracted and that's to. My thing. <laughs> that, it was it was 
men in my vicinity mm-hmm. were how how can I explain it? Like I love Morris Chestnut. She's fine as hell. And he still looks it's good. Alba, fine as hell. Lil Nas, fine. Oh, Lil Nas is gorgeous. Oh my god. And he we, is and we just touched on that. So it's not like dark skinned men aren't my aren't my thing. Like my my child's father is of a darker complexion. He's not dark skinned, but he's on the darker side of brown skin. Right. So it's not that dark skinned men aren't my type, it's that the men that were in my vicinity the type of dark skinned men. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's fair. And that's totally fair. But it's to answer your question as far as you making me feel inferior, it never happened. If anything, it was the opposite. And that also had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I was darker than you, but rather we were just dealing with some low self esteem bullshit and we were just trying to hype each other up, you know. So that's what that equates to. Um the reason we chose to talk about this today is because I've been seeing a lot of stuff happen on the Tiki Talk app, and I'm so goddamn tired of this app, let me tell you. <laughs> and it's crazy because we talk so much. First off, I would like to say colorism is 1,000% a thing. Mm-hmm. Light-skinned people cannot experience colorism. However, we can experience a certain type of prejudice. Mm-hmm. Let's not be ignorant, okay? Mm-hmm. For, what, for whatever reason, when a light-skinned person talks about colorism and how darker-skinned women have made them feel, it's always an invalidation on their feelings. Mm-hmm. And that is so problematic because nobody is saying, at least the ones that are intelligent are saying that light-skinned women go through colorism. It's not a thing. If you know what colorism is, it cannot happen. But let's not act like there were not certain dark-skinned women out there who they were told by their mothers or they were told by their family. It was drilled into their head that, oh, dark-skinned women are always going to think that they're above you just because they're dark. They're like, I mean, light-skinned women are always going to think that they're above you just because they're light-skinned. And they took that and they harbored that and they terrorized that. Some of us, I'm not speak, I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody. I know for me, that was definitely a case. I was bullied for something that I never even did, something that I never even said. But because of my skin tone, women or kids that were darker than me made me feel less than and physically assaulted me. I was friends with, uh, you know who Devin is. Mm-hmm. I was friends with Devin. I was friends with Brett before I got to Stratford, mm-hmm. before I found you. Mm-hmm. And for those of y'all who don't know, those are white people. White people. <laughs> I was just going to say, I know who Devin is, but they don't know who Devin is. Why? Because I was bullied for something that I never even did. I will never forget forget sitting in the principal's office and them asking me, and my mom is being called to school, them asking me, what is the problem between you two? And I'm sitting there like, I don't know. This woman and her friends bullying me for no reason. And the little girl sitting up there being like, well, she just thinks she's better than everybody else. I am a nerd. I am not with the animators. Now, I got a comment on that, and I don't want you to get too right up because I know this is a very touchy conversation, but I feel like that is perpetuated from the ideology that so many dark-skinned girls are told that they'll never be good enough. Now, I'm a special exception. 
of course I was bullied for being darker skin. I was talked about by mainly family members and close friends and acquaintances about being as dark as I was. I was told by girls in my middle school class, so this is before I met you, who were darker than me. Oh, you need to stay out of the sun before you get black as the concrete. But you're blacker than I am. Like, I, I was told by so many dark-skinned girls that I don't need to get any darker because I'm already dark enough. And they made it seem like that was so unappealing. But these were also the same girls who were, like, pulling every nigga in middle school that they could get their hands on. And, you know, like, the popular girls or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's, it's perpetuated off of this ideology that black girls aren't given that extra boost in confidence to think that they're good enough for everyone else, for society standards, you're embedded with this, with this mentality that because your skin is darker, that automatically makes you less appealing, unattractive, and you know the last resort for any guy or significant other that you could come across. So when you meet someone who is of a lighter skin complexion, you automatically see them as a threat because you were told that your dark skin is ugly and that if you get any darker, you'll just get uglier. So you immediately go to, oh, well, they're lighter, they're lighter skin tone than me. So everyone's going to automatically think that they're prettier, that they're more beautiful, that they're better. I hate that person. Now, again, I've never personally felt that way. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I was jealous and I, and I am embarrassed to say <laughs> that I was jealous of like light-skinned people, even white people for a really long time, not because of their skin tone, but more because of their hair. That was my biggest insecurity, that I hated the way that my hair looked. And I blamed that on, you know, just not having the right type of hair, you know what I'm saying? But so I looked at people from that sense, as far as looking at someone who was light-skinned and being like, oh, they're so pretty because they're light. That thought never crossed my the thought, that thought never came into my head. Because I've seen, you know, beautiful light-skinned women, beautiful dark-skinned women, beautiful white women, beautiful Asian women. And I just never... They were just beautiful women to me. Like, that... And I know that sounds ignorant, being like, I don't see color. But the, the race part didn't play a role until after someone else brought it to my attention. You think they're beautiful because they're a lighter skin tone than you. That's not, that wasn't the case with me, but people tried to make me feel like because you're darker skinned, that you're uglier. And I never thought that, that, that thought never crossed my mind. So to hear other people say, I hate you because you're a lighter skin tone than me sounds fucking ridiculous. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, I feel like it should say something. To the fact that somebody that you are a dark skinned woman, so it, it says something that a fellow dark skinned woman was trying to make me feel made you feel inferior. That doesn't make any, like, and that's crazy, right? That's crazy, right? Because you, as a dark skinned little girl in middle school, I'm insecure, I'm timid, I'm shy, I'm quiet. I don't associate with nobody because no one wants to associate with me. I was under the impression that people didn't want to associate me because my hair was too big and too crazy or because I wore glasses or because I didn't say anything. No, the dark skinned girls in my class made it seem like they didn't want to associate with me because I was dark skinned. But they also at the same time 
had people who wanted to associate with them. So I didn't get that. That You see what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense. Like, how are you telling me that they don't like me because I'm dark-skinned, but they love you and they give you all of the attention? No, it's because you're probably prettier than me. You're more outspoken than I am. You do something different that I don't do. You have more confidence than I do. That's what it was. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was dark. And these women are darker than me. They were darker than me. It just didn't make any sense. I never understood that. I never understood that. That never made sense to me. It doesn't. And when you sit here and you and you think of like my story, of course you would get those people of um, those women of darker complexion trying to say, well, oh, she's just finding a way to victimize herself. And it's not that. It's the fact that we know colorism exists and it was in absolutely right. That's wrong. That's a European thing. That's yeah. a white man thing. Yeah. That's a white man thing, right? If we know it exists, how why do some of y'all go out of your way to demonize light skinned women who go to fucking bat for y'all? Cause we all black. Like, it is so infuriating for me to have to make videos mm -hmm. on TikTok explaining that I am black just because they see a light-skinned woman and try to tell me I'm not black. And you know what's crazy is if, say, because blackness is on a spectrum, right? It ranges from, you know, the lightest albino to the darkest, whatever the opposite of albino is. Um... And black women have the ability to birth any color on that spectrum. Any race on the planet can be birthed and delivered by a black woman. It's, it's science at this point. It's a factual thing. So for you to have to go on to social media and explain to the world, which you don't have to do that. You don't, you don't have to explain shit to nobody. But the fact that you feel like you have to is number one, ridiculous. And number two, it's unnecessary. Because if, if we were living in an alternate parallel universe where we had to flip, because you have white people in your family, you know, you have it mixed into your DNA. If you wanted to claim your whiteness 100%, everyone would look at you like, no, you're not white. You're a black woman. You're, you're darker skin. You're not a white person. You have curly hair. You have, you know, this, they would use every single argument in the book as to why you're not a white person. But for you to have to justify and and specify and specify your blackness seems redundant as hell. Like that doesn't make any sense to me either. Like it just it's unnecessary. You shouldn't have to do that. You don't have to explain or prove shit to no one whether they believe it or not is their own ignorance. But if it was the other way around, they wouldn't hesitate to call you a black person. And that's what boggles the fuck out of me. Remember when I worked at the um, gas station, and I told you mm -hmm. because one of my coworkers was a dark-skinned woman, and she made my life fucking hell working at that gas station. Why? Because I'm not. I said, I, and at this point in time, I'm wearing my natural hair. I'm just putting water in it and some gel, and I'm braiding it back, and I'm going. She broke it down. And my white boss had to step in for me. And he was like, how are you going to tell her that she's not black? At this point, drop the conversation. And she was like, no, look at her eyes. Look at how they slant. Look at her nose. Her nose is pointy. Look at the cruel pattern of her hair. She is not black. 
and I remember calling you. And I'm sitting here confused. Yeah, you. I remember this conversation. <laughs> I remember. When I would send people pictures of my dad's mother, and then my dad, and my biological mother, I'm black. Like, majority of me is black. And again, if you were to inverse that, if you were to swip swap it and claim I'm a white woman, all of those same examples she used, her, your hair, your eyes, your nose, she would use all that to justify the fact that you're not a white person. So for people like that, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, what, what, what exactly are you looking for? I'm not black. Okay, I'm clearly not white, so what the fuck am I? What, what am I supposed to say? Like, how do you respond to ignorance like that? What are you supposed to do? Just, and I've been mistaken for other races before. They all sound very outlandish and ridiculous. I've been mistaken for Caribbean before. I've been mistaken for like uh, an Islander before, which that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. But for her to come to you and say you're not black because of X, Y, Z, then what the fuck am I? You tell me who you think I am. And you know, the one that I get the most is um, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. I can see that. When I I worked in Indiana, when I worked at the apartment as a leasing agent, it was always, and I loved them, I did, (laughs) but they were always like, uh, of my English, they'd be like, muy poquito. And they'd be like, how are you Spanish? You don't speak it. And I'm like, what? People are so ignorant. It's almost but hilarious how ignorant just, some people are. We have gotten to a point now where instead of us uniting, instead of us being able to say, look, I find dark skinned women to be beautiful. Everybody knows I wish I had more melanin. I am fucking jealous that I cannot go outside and the sun be like, ugh. Well, you, you don't like being outside like in the sun, no way, but. I don't. But like, because I don't glow. I don't look like I was What melanin? Now, it would be different if you were an albino or something like that and you were just sensitive to sunlight, but if you break out in the sunlight, then I'm, I'm sorry. And to be honest, between you and me, it's overrated as hell. I, I personally hate it, but I get I get what you're saying. I understand completely. And it's like, we all want to hear, we want to heal from the trauma and the curse and the damage that colorism has done on our community. But in the midst of us uplifting dark-skinned women, mm-hmm. we do not appreciate ourselves because I've seen a light-skinned woman just being like, you know what? I'm pretty. I love me. Like, it's okay. Now, I'm not speaking for the ones that specifically make colorist and texturism like jokes. Texturism? You like, like your hair texture. Oh, shit. So, like, the ones that be like, imagine uh, him dating a girl that doesn't have good hair. And, of course, it's a mixed person. It is a mixed 
person. And I got a comment to say about that. I'm gonna put a pin in it, but go ahead. Yeah, so it's always a mixed person saying something like that, not a light-skinned black person. So I'm not talking about the ones that specifically say colorist things. I'm talking about the ones that genuinely just be hyping themselves up mm -hmm. and you go through the comments expecting the same love that we would give a, a dark-skinned woman. Like, yes, queen, melanin, mm -hmm. prophet, mm -hmm. glowing, gorgeous, she's flawless. Like, can't nobody do it like a black woman. And instead, and this is why I say TikTok is so toxic, mm -hmm. you see dark-skinned women saying, okay, so dark-skinned women aren't beautiful? You only saying that because you like it. You know like, what? I got a, I got what so much. I got so much. Myself. Oh my god. Why, why is it a war? Why is it division? Why okay, so so three points. First point on the texturism thing. Again, leading back to what I was saying first, that is where I'm gonna say 99% of my insecurities came from was of how my hair looked, and I associate that with you know, beauty standards, because the beauty standards is like straight hair is pretty hair and manageable hair is good hair and things like that. I have 4C hair. The shit is not manageable for shit. It took me up until my sophomore year in college to not only appreciate my natural hair, but to learn how to take care of it and maintain it properly. And you won't even see me go near a relaxer now in 2021. Second point, you're talking about posting a picture and your pictures on Instagram are Five, by the way. Every single one. I haven't seen a bad picture yet. You you talk about posting pictures on Instagram and just in general, hoping to get the same kind of love and support and enthusiasm that people will usually post on a dark-skinned woman's photos, but all you receive is, oh, so dark-skinned women aren't good enough. That sounds exactly like the all lives matter bullshit ass people when you see someone post something about black lives matter on social media somebody is gonna jump into the comments and say oh well what about our lives our lives matter too it's the exact same thing that those two things are parallel 100 and my third point is that you said that that those comments primarily come from dark-skinned women I'm under the impression now, just hearing your testimony about this whole situation, that colorism stems from an internal self-hatred that dark-skinned men and women have towards themselves. Because again, my personal experience, I never thought that I was ugly because I was dark-skinned, even though everybody around me was trying to make that a thing. Everyone was telling me that I was not pretty because I was dark. I never believed that. That never like registered to me. And a majority of those comments came from people who were darker than I was. I'm under the impression that they hated themselves so much that they not only did whatever they needed to do to get approval or attention or to feel, you know, like glorified by their peers, but they will do everything else in their power to tear everyone else down around them because that makes them feel better about themselves. Colorism stems from an internal self-hatred that dark-skinned people have against themselves. That's the only fucking reason that it exists. Because to a white person, you're still a black person regardless of how dark or light-skinned you are. There's a song by Jay-Z, and I hate Jay-Z, uh, called Story of OJ. And he, he explains colorism in that song, in this chorus. I'm not black, I'm OJ. 
Okay, exactly. So it doesn't matter if you call yourself light skin, dark skin, brown skin, whatever. You're still a black person regardless because that's how the world sees you. The only person who's going to tell you that you're not black enough is another black person. Why? Because they hate themselves that much that they need you to hate yourself just as much and that'll make them feel a little bit better. That's the only fucking explanation that I have for colorism. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Nothing else makes sense. Because why are you telling me that I should feel ashamed of having dark skin when you're darker than me? How are you going to tell you that you're not black enough? Like, what the fuck? But make it make sense. Like, it doesn't. It stems from self-hatred. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. So when you see the dark-skinned girls posting on Instagram and Facebook or whatever the fuck, and they're getting so much love and attention, they need that to fuel their self-esteem. And then they're going to turn right back around to your page and make you feel insignificant as shit because that also fuels their self-esteem. They need that to feel better about themselves. But there's no there's no reason for it. It's not necessary. There's no reason at all for me to make you feel, as a light-skinned Black woman, more inferior, insecure, because I'm insecure and inferior about my stuff. But that doesn't help you feel better. Like, you're just a fucking sociopath at that point, but... And it's caused so much division. Like, I can't speak for the mental reasons or even the reasoning behind why it would keep me going till this day if we know that colorism is a problem. Like, why you would go up the colorism argument or why you would always try to divide by skin color if it is a problem. I can't speak to their mental or how... They're, They're fucking crazy. There's no there's no speaking in the middle. You're fucking crazy. You're you're a sociopath. Like if you need to make me feel like shit to make yourself feel better then that's that's sick. You have a problem. There's something wrong with you. There is no justifying their mental whatever the fuck. They're just fucked up in the head. But I can't speak to that because I'm not dark skinned. So like I can't I can't say like they don't have like a trauma behind you know, probably being terrorized by light-skinned people, you know? But what I'm saying is, like, y'all go out here and attack some 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 dark-skinned. They go out here and attack every light-skinned person that they see, not knowing that we find y'all elite. Like, how does it feel to be God's favorite? That's how we look at you, you know? Like, uh. and... And y'all make us feel less than. Like, somebody telling me that's the only reason that my husband chose me is because I'm light-skinned, even though I broke down that I was his best friend for over 10... We've known each other for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. We were best friends for eight. Mm-hmm. And all of his exes were dark-skinned. I'm not even his type. But I was his best friend, and you're supposed to marry your best friend. We eventually fell in love. Like, that's just it. It was my vibe and the fact that we had that solid friendship. I got less... But for somebody to still invalidate that, invalidate our actual story, what we lived through, and say, no, he married you because you're light-skinned, it just, it, it's <sighs> That's insulting like, as hell. about my fucking skin color? That's insulting as hell. I'm not shit without my skin color. But again, you're more, and that's what... Uh... You're more than just what your exterior presents. Like, you're more than just light skin, pretty eyes, good smile. You know what I mean? Like, that, that that's not your entire personality. You don't base your entire personality off of being a light-skinned black woman. Because, really? so, because some dark-skinned women 
only base their personalities on being a beautiful, dark-skinned black. That's their whole thing. So when you see that, you know, 100% melanin hashtag golden goddess bullshit, that is their whole personality. They don't have nothing else to offer but being a dark-skinned woman. That's it. That's all that they have to bring to the table. There's nothing else more significant about them. So in your case, there's more significance there. And that's what your husband fell in love with. It had nothing to do with what you look like. I'm sure that helped, but that's not the reason why he stuck around. So for someone to say that he only married you because your light skin is an insult, like that's the ugliest shit that you could say to somebody because that's not. Hurt my feelings. That I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So not the fact that I graduated college, not the fact that I'm smart, not the fact that I have, I'm goal driven, not the fact that we share the same interests. It is solely the fact that I'm light skinned is what just took him in awe. Even though his ex before me, they were like this. Other people can't see me crossing my fingers <laughs> like best friends. I get it, I get it, like I get it. This. And they were dating for three years while I was in a whole nother state still just, still just being his Right. Now people would hear that and be like, "Oh, you're a homewrecker. You broke up their relationship. It had nothing to do with you." And it wasn't even me. It wasn't even me. Well, it kind of was, but it wasn't me. The reason they broke up is because she's bisexual, like me. She wanted to date men and women at the same time. Which so that sounds like a her problem, not a your problem. Exactly. Right. So what the fuck could you do besides exactly. send this nigga a nitpick from time to time, which I'm pretty sure you didn't do that. But I think and again, the, the same type of women who the, the type of woman that they think you are is probably the type of woman that they want to be. It all stems from self-hatred because you don't look at somebody who I'm not going to say that your life is 100% put together because no one's life is 100% put together. You got, you still got things that you're doing, but you look at somebody who has a lot of shit and you know, you got the, you got the beautiful son, you got the loving husband, you got the warm home, you got the ambitious goals, you got the successful, you know, you're climbing up that ladder and you're getting your life, you're getting your ducks in a row, whatever the terminology you want to use. And then here I am in the background. My life is shitty. My relationship is toxic. My health is deteriorating. I feel terrible all the time. I want what she has, but I can't get that by working hard and, and getting my priorities in order and getting my life back on track. I can't do that. So I'm going to make her feel shitty by telling her, oh, the only reason why you got what you got was because of X, Y, and Z. That's it's self hatred. That's all it is. They hate themselves so much that they want you to hate yourself so that they can feel a little bit better. Because if you see someone who has it all and they start to crumble and fall, then you're like, huh, I guess you don't have it all. I guess your life isn't 100% put together. And that, for some reason, makes for some reason that makes people feel better about themselves, which. It, it, it's ugly. So you just, you just get a lot of hate from a lot of people who just wish they could be you for a day. That's really all that is. And you know, I'm not even going to lie. 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 I'm
don't say it's just me because majority of my sources for this topic, I, I'm a person who likes to observe, who likes to research before I voice something. Everybody knows I don't talk about this. I don't talk about colorism on my TikTok. I talk about black issues, absolutely. I will defend black women and black men, absolutely. I do not talk about colorism because I am white. In the minute, and I've seen it in live action, a li- I, the minute a white-skinned woman mentions something about colorism, it never fails. Even if she is, even if she is siding with dark-skinned women, saying, "Yes, y'all have it harder. Yes, y'all do," and it does not make sense for y'all to go to another racial group to date, mm-hmm. and they have colorism within their own community, mm-hmm. she can be siding with you, hands down, saying colorism is an issue in every community, and y'all deserve better. And there will be a dark-skinned woman saying. That's just like, and again, it falls into those fucking all lives matter motherfuckers. Cause you can you can have a white person ally for a Black Lives Matter movement, and then some ignorant ass quote unquote woke black motherfucker will be like, "You're not even black. You never understand." Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Because they're not trying to suppress you to silence you, to make it feel like your voice isn't worthy of, you know, repetition. They're not trying to make you feel like you're inferior. They're trying to say you're absolutely right. I agree with you in your cause. What can I do as an ally to make And even still, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just in denial. Maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I just don't want to tell myself the truth, but I don't even see that as colorism. I see that as these individuals in question see more out of you than they see out of me. And that could be for whatever reason. And maybe I'm just used to people not taking me seriously. So I just like, I just don't give a fuck no more. But you can see it as, no, that's a problem. Why are you ignoring her completely? But the second I ask you to do something, you're jumping like a kangaroo to the opportunity. What's the fucking difference? If we're, if you, if, if she and I are working together and she's down there with you and I'm not, why don't you talk to her so she can talk to me so we can talk to each other and we can, I still didn't see the colorism in that because and when I said something, what did they say? Oh, you know, like you're right. Like, let me go hit her up. You got to And that, I don't know what it is. I don't know. And maybe. And I take a lot of responsibility for a lot of shit. And this is off topic, but I take a lot of responsibility for shit that I don't, you know, participate in 100%. If I feel like somebody isn't giving me as much attention as I'm giving them, then I just cut it off. 
I'm not going to keep chasing you because obviously you don't want me around. So I'm just going to do you a favor and fall the fuck back. I don't care for follow-ups and none of that shit. Like it, it is what it is at the end of the day. So fuck it. You on the other hand are like, no, what the fuck is your problem? We have an issue that we need to sort out. If you don't want to talk, I'm going to make you listen. And like that's, so that's the parallels, but I mean, you you better than I am because I just I just gave the fuck up. <laughs> I just stopped caring. But I wanted to talk about one more really quick thing because you brought up Jean and Pam from Martin, and I think this is the best example of colorism in television because, like I said, usually dark skinned women. And I can give you another example: a Proud Family, Penny Proud and Dejanae Jones. Dejanae is unappealing she's unattractive she's loud she's obnoxious she's she's the she's the type that wears the clothes that show off too much skin she got like the stereotypical ghetto family you know nine brothers and sisters her parents ain't never around she gotta play mommy to her brothers and sisters all the time and she's just unappealing unattractive unflattering and penny's like the pretty friend the smart friend the sophisticated friend go ahead what? The gross sisters. The gross sisters in the proud family. They're so they're blasted. They're so portrayed as being so poor they can't afford lotion and that's why they're blue because they're ashy. I just thought that they were blue. I never knew. He no, said it. Stinky said it in an episode. Those three ashy girls. I said, God damn. <laughs> yes, that is why they're blue because they characterize them as being black. And they and they rob people. They steal your money. The little one always got her hand out, waiting for some exactly. shit to fall in her pocket. And if that's not a black stereotype, I don't know what. The that's the ugliest stereotype in the world. And but you know, with the whole Gina and Pam thing, and me and me and my husband actually got into an argument about it. Anyway, about what? I was like, because I was watching. You know, I'm not. I'm not into black culture like that because of how I was raised. Like Martin is a, is a delicacy. Like that. And where I come from me, my birth mother is very much black. It's Reba McIntyre and shit like that. That's so ugly. I'm so but sorry. I'm watching I'm watching House Party for the first time. And you know, um, my husband is having me watch like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air for the mm-hmm. first time. And right now we're on My Life and Kids. So, and I'm getting caught up on that for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, I watched House Party, and I'm like, okay, I, I guess I can see, like, why people would think Gina's pretty. Like, she's not ugly. Right. But even in House Party, she had a dark-skinned friend, mm-hmm. and, like, people were, like, fiending so bad for uh, Tisha Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but Shawty right there is prettier than her. Mm-hmm. And that's just my opinion, because beauty is, I mean, is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are y'all pushing her? Like, she's not bad. And then we're in My Wife and Kids, and as My Wife and Kids progresses, like, growing on season two. Yeah. I'm like, mm. And then when I look at, I have not watched it, but I've seen clips on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to, to the Martin Lawrence show yet. You need to, it's just called Martin. Movie. You don't have to call it the Martin Lawrence show. I'm sorry, but I've seen clips on Facebook. And the clips I've seen you clips on Facebook. Exactly. So I'm like, why are y'all hyping Gina? Okay, so let me, and I think you, me, and Dahlia spoke on this way, 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 way back. So I'm going to give you the rundown. Since you've never seen Martin before, I'm going to give you the basic gist of it. Pam and Gina are both desired equally. 
on Mari. And I think this is probably, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably one of the first sitcom television shows to do this, to have the light-skinned woman and the dark-skinned woman be desired equally. Now, Gina attracts the same kind of men that Pam do. Whenever they see Gina, they see Pam, they're like, ooh, how can I choose between one or the other? They're both desired equally. The only person on the entire Martin show who did not find Pam attractive was Martin. He was the only person who did not find her attractive. Why? Because that's his girlfriend's best friend. He's not supposed to be attracted to her. No, I get that, but I think more like the jokes that he cracked. Yeah, like, but here's the thing though, like, the, and I love Gina, uh, Gina, I love Pam and Martin's relationship. It kind of reminds me of my relationship with my cousin's boyfriend because we go back and forth shit talking all the time. They would go back and forth. He'd hit her with a joke. She'd come right back around with another joke talking about him. They'd go back and forth. It was all evenly distributed. He never hit below the belt. He never called her out her name. He never made her feel like she was inferior. He just used her good looks and charming charisma against her. So the jokes that she would come up with were things that kind of like, you know, I want to say attack his masculinity, but again, it never went below the belt. It never was too close to home. It was just slick slide jokes and they did it to each other all the time. So that's the good thing about Martin is that the jokes were evenly distributed. It was never just Martin talking shit about Pam for 30 minutes and Pam just sitting there like, oh, well, maybe he's right. I should probably, no, she came right back with it on some more slick shit and... (laughs) What I mean is, what I mean when I say like everybody who's like on Keisha Campbell, it's like you'll see posts on Facebook and mm-hmm. you'll be like, damn, she was so bad, she's so bad, da, da, da. Um, compared to and and here's and here's the other thing. So we got I got the full Martin series on DVD. The, the, the DVDs are scattered, but I got them. Throughout watching the show over and over again from start to finish, Pam definitely got more attention than Gina on a good day. Why? And this is why. Because Pam was primarily single throughout the show. So she's constantly dating. She's constantly flirting with men. She constantly has men, you know, in her vicinity giving her attention. Gina was always in a relationship. Even when she wasn't in a relationship and she got hit on by guys, it was always guys that fit a certain criteria for her standards. But because Gina was in a relationship, they never showed her getting hit on by guys like that. Meanwhile, every single guy, even both of Martin's best friends, wanted Pam. Every single guy that came across their path always wanted Pam over Gina. It never failed, every single time. Every single time, it never failed. And and that's again, that's something different that Martin Lawrence did when it came to the, a fun fact, when they were auditioning uh, Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell, they were actually auditioning for the opposite parts. So uh, Tisha Campbell was originally auditioning for the role of Pam, but they gave her Gina instead. And then she brought in Tisha, um, Tashina Arnold. I can't get the, I can't think of their names right. They sound too much alike. She brought in, uh, <laughs> she brought in the other one and she auditioned for Pam and she got it because they're best friends in real life. So like, that's just a great example of colorism in TV where the dark skinned woman is not subjected to negative stereotypes. And to be honest, 
Pam was the better singer. She was the better performer because they sung a lot on Martin. So she got a lot of that attention as well. And honestly, she was a superior female leading lady, but all eyes were on Gina because Gina was Martin's number one woman. Like that's just how the show unraveled. But as far as the attention that they got, it was always evenly distributed. It was never one was more than the other. But as far as fan favors go, Pam was number one, for sure, for sure. It, no doubt. Not a single doubt in mine. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, I would, I would hate it, like, seeing things on Facebook where men would just be like, ugh, Pam, like, she ain't even, like, hold on. Stop. Pam could dress. Like, she could had- dress. She had... I mean, they both had the same job. They both had the same ambitions. They both had the same life goals. So you basically took two women who were in the same caliber, who just so happened to look a lot different from each other, and you give one of them a healthy, happy relationship with this really, you know, goofy kind of guy. That guy hates the other girl, but that's okay because everyone else loves the other girl, and there's a balance. There's this weird equilibrium balance between the five main characters of the show. So it's not even anything discrim- discriminating or you know inferior to Pam and Gina's character. They were always on the same level. The only difference was Pam was primarily single and Gina was always in a relationship with Martin. That's the only real difference. Exactly. When I think about it, that's a lot like me and you mm-hmm. or like me growing up seeing people because, well, kind of. Like what I mean is, I wasn't desirable. Like, people think, oh, you think you're better because you're light-skinned. Babe, I'm black. You're black. I'm not what they want. I have no assets. I was under 95 pounds until I got pregnant with my son. I'm not not the beauty standard for black people because I have no assets, and I didn't even come into my beauty till after my son. You get me, like, you saw how I dressed, like, you saw how I was. I did not come into my beauty. I didn't come into me and to being comfortably me. Mm-hmm. So after I had that little boy, I was not the same. He literally changed your entire world, didn't he? Huh? I said he literally changed your entire world, didn't he? Exactly. Like, I didn't get boobs till I had him. I didn't have, I didn't have hips. I didn't have butt till I got, till I had him. And then that's when I got on this, that's when I got these hips and these curves. Before then, like, people forget that being skinny is not what's popping, regardless if you light skin or not. In the black community, being skinny was never what was popping. Yeah, you that's true. Ass, you was not being looked at. That's true. You didn't have boobs, you was not being looked at. That's very, very and true. It felt, I felt even more inferior because I see all these beautiful black women that are darker than me. And when they hit 13, 14, 15, they have their assets and they're coming into their beauty and they're hitting their puberty and just glowing. But now the only, the only con, well, I'm not gonna say the only con, but the biggest con to that is if you were someone like me who stayed in to themselves, who didn't like project out the only kind of attention you would get would be from like predators and shit. Like niggas who are 17, 18 year old talking to a 13, 14 year old girl because they know she's insecure. They know that she's timid and they know that she probably doesn't know what the fuck she's doing or what the fuck she's talking about. And that's a terrifying situation to be in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's the subject for another day, but you know. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. I know that better than anything. But it's just, 
I, I feel like, like to sum it all up, at some point, we know that colorism is a thing. And from your story and your experiences, you've experienced colorism from people who look exactly like you. If not darker than me. If not darker, you know? So we know that it's the issue. But the problem is, why do why do why does the black community keep alive? If we're at the point now of acknowledging, and you know what? Before we close off, I'm gonna bring it back to that. Mm-hmm. You know that we're at we're at the point of acknowledging all black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Black comes in all different shades, mm-hmm. shades, colors, uh, different undertones. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful though. Yeah. You get me? If we know that, and we're at the common ground. Why do some of y'all continue to start the shade war? And when I mean shade war, ranging from light skin, brown skin, dark skin, why do y'all choose to start that? It was never a factor in the conversation. It was never, it didn't have a dog in this fight. Right. Why do y'all choose to spark that up? Because that keeps it going. Yeah. That keeps the division. Yeah. And that makes it seem like like we still feel that way. Right. I'm, you will never, never in a million years, and I'm the type of person, I hold you accountable, I don't hold everybody accountable. Right. I'm not going to be like, like how you, okay, prime example, like on the video where I told the story of how me and my husband got married, I was yeah. best friend for the year. Yeah. Of course, there were some women in there that were like, wow, I don't trust the girl best friend. But I had to actually filter out my comments because a lot of people were like, this is light skin bitch stuff. Like, I actually had to filter my comments. And the, the views and the comments are still going up on that thing. But the, the, the irony is, you're commenting on a woman who gets a rise off of sleeping with her best friend's boyfriends. But that's okay. Like, that's valid. Right, like, and here's the thing. It, I'm damn it. Hold on. There's no rule or law that says that you can't have a female best friend as a guy. Yours just so happened to fall in love with you. That's it. That's it. And you know, I brought up. I brought up. I was like, y'all were sitting here saying like, drop, because I was arguing with a couple of them before. Because you know, once people get under my skin, like I feel like I gotta say something like I gotta defend myself mm-hmm. and that's that's one of my issues that I'm working on right now but I was like how like not all light skins are the same like how is that light skin bitch stuff like and why do I have to be a bitch and you don't even know our story you don't know nothing exactly like, I even taking into the fact that I wasn't even in the same state like you're not taking in none of that but you feel the need to degrade me like that just because you see that I'm light skin you know, so. self hatred. That's that's all it. That's the only. That's the only thing that we have brought up in this entire conversation that makes the most sense. There's no other reason, rhyme, justification behind it. You want me to feel like shit because you feel like shit. You want me to feel how you feel. So you're saying to me what someone else has probably said to you in hopes to get the same reaction or effect. But what you're saying to me doesn't make any sense. And what you're doing doesn't translate well over to what you're saying to me. You're being a hypocrite. So it's just, it's self-hatred. That's it. 
That's all it is. That's all it can be. Why does your light keep going out? What's going on up there? Oh, hell. We are doing so good tonight. At some point, it just gets tiring, you know? Like, let's let's be honest. Like, I love advocating for my Black community. I love speaking out about how Black women deserve more, how Black men deserve more. But it's like, at a certain point, when you keep getting countless people who you're supposed to be on the same side of constantly attacking you, constantly attacking you, it makes you not want to say nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not like a, oh, it was performative activism. It's like, it's not even that. It's like, it seems like y'all don't want you here. Yeah. And 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 I know, and I know and I know it don't probably mean too much coming from me, but there are a lot of people in the black community that will not only hear you for what you have to say, but will appreciate you for standing up for them. There's a lot of people like that, so you can't get blind spotted by all of the ignorance because that's not the majority. I guarantee you, it's not the majority. There are so many people who are like, look. This woman is out here speaking up for me. She's standing up for me. She's defending me. She's by my side. Nobody else is rocking me this hard. I respect that. I appreciate that. And I love that. Just because these ignorant ass people want to scatter their two cents into your comments every so often, that's not what you need to focus on. Because I'm telling you, there is so much more out there that people will see you doing and advocating for, and they will appreciate that more than the niggas who hating on you hate. Like, that's just... Because they just hate themselves. They they ain't had nobody tell them a lullaby when they went to sleep when they was little. They ain't have nobody hype them up when they was a teenager on a 16th birthday party. They didn't have that. So that's why they feel the way they feel. And that's not your fault. That's their fault. You can't be responsible for nobody else hating themselves that much. So you shouldn't let that bother you. who are saying, oh, imagine him getting a girl that doesn't have pretty hair, or imagine him getting a girl that doesn't have pretty eyes, or imagine him dating a dark skin. These are mixed people that are saying this. That's all they have. They use their looks as a personality trait. Their their pretty eyes and good hair, that's all they got. They don't got shit else. You know what? It baffles me. It fucking baffles me. Because white, white black women don't have good hair. Yeah. Someone like me, it took me, it took me years. It took me years to learn to love my hair. So that's that's something that needs to be instilled as a child. Like my niece, for example, has a better curl pattern than I do. 
I pray to God her mom never gives her a relaxer because her hair is perfect exactly the way it is. And I tell her that every time I see her, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jada, I love your hair. I would love to teach you how to take care of it if you would just let me, but she's five, so she doesn't give a shit about that right now, but she will when she turns like eight or whatever the case. But it, it's something that has to be instilled into you as a child. And as a child, I'm skipping. As a child, I was envious of girls who had long, straight hair. Like, I thought that's what good hair meant. And I didn't realize that my hair was just fine the way it was until after the damage was done and I couldn't do anything to it but let it grow back. So that's a, that's a, that's a thing that has to be done throughout childhood. And if it's not done properly, then, yeah, you'll probably learn to hate your hair until you get a little bit older and then you can appreciate it better. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. I locked him out the house. Okay, I'm back. You were saying? Yes. Oh gosh, you're gonna step away from the damn camera. You can. Yeah, we're almost finished. I just don't know where she went. We go tomorrow and Thursday. Okay, we can go tomorrow. Gotta work Thursday. Ah, I get off a stop stop. Okay, I'm I'm back. I'm sorry, I I locked Harry out the house. Are we editing? Are we editing that out? Yeah, we're gonna edit that out. (laughs) Okay, you were saying. Hair, but I You couldn't do nothing after that. Exactly, which is why now my hair stays dyed, my hair stays cut. Like, people hate me because I just cut my hair and do not care. You know, so I totally, I totally feel the whole like disconnect from your hair because it's a lot to take care of when you have a. Yes, it really is. And then you're learning about porosity and. When you're, you, me, or anybody else with a thicker curl pattern, you sometimes have low frosty hair. Mm-hmm. And then you got to work on products that work for your hair that may not work for other people's hair. So you take someone else's suggestion, you try it, you don't get the same result. You're like, something's wrong with the product. No, something's wrong with my hair. No, it's just everyone's hair is different. But again, that's something that you have to learn. You got to trial and error that shit until you figure it out. And it may take you a couple of years, but I mean. But to feel like you're elite because you're mixed, because you have the curl pattern that nine times out of ten is damaged. Yeah. I think y'all 
y'all think that them like uh color the the black traits ain't gonna kick in at any point mm-hmm. and y'all color it if y'all have white people hair um that that's good hair and you be looking like a damaged poodle you're you're not elite babe because you're mixed and you feel like you're elite until you're in those black hairstyles until your character your caricature is a black woman yeah which I love to call the hot Cheeto girl face. <laughs> like, mixed people have invaded a space. As I said, whatever y'all want to say, you see my dad, I'm mostly black. Like, but again, you don't have to prove that to anyone. No one should be questioning you on who you are. You should just be able to say, this is who I am, and that should just be the end of the conversation. Like, you shouldn't have to be challenged constantly especially by other black women to prove that you're a black woman like again it make is, it make sense it's all self-hatred it's, it's so weird but they like when i've asked people i'm like what is the reason that you think i'm not black like what is the truth like what is it aside from the one at the gas station but on tiktok when people ask me I'm like what is the reason well you know um did my cat just work probably um a lot of mixed people look like you, and if you're mixed, you're not black. Okay, whatever. Try explaining that to a racist white person who see me walking to my car across the parking lot in the middle of the night. All they see is a black person. They don't give a fuck who my grandmama and my auntie is. They just see someone whose skin is darker than theirs, and that's a threat. I'm dead either way it goes. That's what I'm saying. They still gonna call me the N-word. Yeah. Like, there's a girl on TikTok, she's one of my mutuals, and she has said it in my comments. She's like, you don't think that she is black, and she told you that she's black. Here I am, mixed. And she she's brown-skinned, so she's darker than I. Mm-hmm. She's like, and here I am, mixed, and nobody questions me. Make it make sense. <laughs> I just, I, you can't. That's all it is. It's just self-hatred, man. They just hate themselves that much. That they will want you to hate yourself just as much as they hate themselves, and that makes them feel better. But again, that's a very small group of people, so I don't want you to feel discouraged whenever you go on social media and you see shit like that because I guarantee that's not the full story. It's 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 so much more positivity out there. It just gotta find you. So right now you just gotta get through this wall of ignorance. But once you get past that, I think you'll be fine. I'm just feeling like I'm like. Like I said, people just question if I'm black or whatever, like, except for one lady who tried to call me colorist. But it's when I see other light-skinned, other light-skinned black people, not mixed people, other light-skinned black people go through. And it's just like, damn, I can't love myself. Or y'all will call me colorist and say that's only because I'm light-skinned. Like, why is it not across the spectrum? That That's what gets me. That's what irritates me. That that's what sends me. Because why can't I? Like, you can. So you absolutely can. So you can't. You but that's what I'm saying. You should be able to do that without feeling like you're. I don't even know what the fuck the argument is at this point. But there's nothing out there that says that you can't love yourself. They just want you to hate yourself because they hate themselves. That's the only. I will, that's the only thing. That's it. And, and like I said, let, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like there are not black men 
I hate niggas like that. I hate niggas like that. I hate niggas like that. But I think, I hope what people, when they listen to this, what their understanding is, is that a lot of us light-skinned Black people know that we're Black. We know we have light-skinned privilege. We're not denying that. But we know that at the end of the day, what a white person sees who's racist, what a Hispanic person who's racist sees, it's still the inward. Yeah. What an Asian person who is racist sees still sees us as the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Because there is also colorism in those communities, but they know that we're black. Yeah. Except for the ones that see me and actually that see Spanish. Those but, people are just ignorant. But they know that we're black. So we know that we hold a certain privilege, but at the end of the day, we're still black and we know how colorism affects our fellow sisters and brothers. And all we're saying is don't go into the world demonizing us for something that we have not done right. on an individual level. And it's not even the mass majority. It's not. It's not even like a majority thing no more. It's just it's a like small a handful, select few. It's like, it's like a handful of ignorant black people who are still the Yeah. And who are still cooning. Yeah. And still thinking that they'll be somebody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not all of us. Like, a lot of us are more educated. A lot of us are hip. And a lot of us are like, yeah, y'all are colors to tell. Like, matter of fact, now that, I, now that I think about it, I just made a video when somebody was calling another black girl crispy, crunchy, and all that stuff. And I was like, bro, like, she needs her access for those colors that comments. Like, Y'all, y'all tripping, like y'all justifying her. Like, I was really snapping off because y'all were, they were in the comments, like hyping her. And I'm like, bro, you ain't hear that color shit come out her mouth? She called a dark skinned woman. Now, had a white person or an Asian person or a Hispanic person say that, they would have been all up, oh my God, that's racist. But because she's a black person, that's totally fine. Right. Like, that makes it okay. No, that doesn't make it okay. If you gonna hurt my feelings, you gonna have to come with something harder than that. I, I heard that shit when I was in elementary school. So you gonna have to really, if you want to insult me, you gonna have to hear some, say some shit I ain't never heard before. But um, and then on top of that, I really, I really think I'm so sorry. I really think that people underestimate the cruelty of kids because kids like I said, it goes back to the invalidation that y'all think that there were not some dark skins out there who terrorized light skinned girls just because they were light skinned. Because I feel like the dark skinned girls we went to school with were the absolute worst because they hated everybody. Like they were their own little militia of just petty, jealous envy. They just hated. They did whatever they could to break down bitches, and I just couldn't. And you know, like I said, in middle school, I was mostly friends with Devin and Brett. I was mostly friends with white people. I was in the anime club. Mm-hmm. In high school, I was in the anime club. Mm-hmm. So my senior year, when I got into band and started hanging around more, more black people and coming into myself. But after being bullied and stuff like that, like they would say, they would make racist remarks still towards me, even though they're darker than I am. Like, um, oh, those are your masters. Like, you know you would be raped if you was back in old time like you're hanging out with them. Like, they would, and people underestimate how cruel some people can be depending on what they're exposed to. Yeah. Because the first, the, when I tried to voice my situation on Facebook, um, somebody was like, ain't nobody said that to you, ain't nobody said that to you. 
how are you going to tell me what I had to go home and cry to my mom about? Like, I didn't hear that shit. Like, they didn't look me in my eyes and say, like, no, how, grade school children are terrible. How are you going to tell me what made me further distance myself from people in general, but mainly them growing up? Because, you know, I was an alt kid anyway. You know, I had the white streak in my hair. I had the red and black jelly bands. I was always wearing black. You know, I had the You already bands. stood out, basically. Exactly. So, you, yeah, you grew up with me, so you know. But it's like, I already did not fit in. They already thought I was weird. They already made fun of me. It was everything, you know? So, on top of that, you want to you wanna throw in and make jokes about something that's actually very traumatic to people. Yeah. Because why would they, why would, and then, and and then it's like, I ain't got no words. You went through because you're white skin, it's no, that never happened. Y'all want to be oppressed so bad. And it's not even an, it's not oppression Olympics. It's not a competition. No, it's not. It's saying, hey, stop. We're better than this now. Like, I think eventually, the same way that the world is starting to accept more of the abnorm like uh i'm sorry there's a frog on my wall uh the same way that people are starting right there the same way that people i'm in my garage the same way that people (laughs) are starting to accept what is considered abnormal eventually this will pass and become just a thing that doesn't exist anymore we just gotta muscle through it because this is probably like one of the last tearing things in the black community, because they just now starting to accept, you know, the black LGBTs, not the LGBT community, but the black community is what I'm referring to, because the LGBT community is still very, it's got a long way to go, but the black community is just now starting to integrate that and, you know, not see it as such a horrible negative thing anymore. There are some I mean, yes. But yeah, exactly. So eventually this will pass just like anything else will. It's just all about how long it'll take to get to that point and can we wait it out? Because if you just stop caring, then it won't matter no more. <laughs> then it just won't matter no more. So to conclude this episode, I feel like this is a very good topic. Oh, this is a great topic of conversation. know that colorism is a problem and if you're if you feel like somebody is less than because of the color of their skin then you are no better than a racist you're not if anything you're just as bad you need to do better um this is going to help you talk oh yeah and i hope people took the message for what it was and not what y'all want it to have been whatever that means (laughs) A lot of times people misconstrue the message. Yeah, I think we were pretty clear, though. I think it was made pretty clear um, what we were trying to say. And I think we did a good job executing it and how we were saying it. Absolutely. And please know, if anybody says anything colorist, I'm the first. If anybody can tell you, Sebastian. Oh, yeah. I'm the first to call it out. I don't bite my tongue. As you shouldn't. Anything racist, colorist, anything, I'm stepping the fuck up because I don't play that shit. 
about nobody, and that's just basic human decency. Nobody is less than me because of how they look. Unless you're like a pedophile or something like that, and then it's like yeah, if you're a pedophile, I'm going, I'm going to make fun of. I'm you probably going to set you on fire right then and there, just because the world will be better off without you. But thank you again, sir. We should do these more often. These are actually getting a lot better. We had a total of 10 listeners on our live stream. When we first started, we only had one. So we are doing great, I think. I think we should, I think this can become a regular thing because oh, we always have great conversations whenever we get together and talk. And this is just the, the starting point. I'm sorry, this frog. No, you're fine. Um, any other listeners out there, please like reach out to Sebastian. Absolutely. And let us know what you would like us to talk about. I know we do a lot of um, analyzing of songs and stuff. But if you want us to talk about more serious stuff or things that you might think like other people cannot relate to, or you feel like you're alone in this world, we will talk about it. Oh yeah. So we will get it out there. Absolutely. Except like we're we're black women. So black women go through a lot. Yeah. If you feel they like do. you're alone, I promise you one of us has a story and you are not alone. If you feel like you want us to talk about anything that is serious, we are here. We'll talk about it. If you want us to review a certain song and music video, we will talk. Oh, if you just want to hear us say some silly shit, we can do that too. Hell, I think we're hilarious. Right, and we should definitely. Uh, next thing we should do the song associations, but. Oh yeah. Yeah, we need to do that. That 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 needs to happen. All right, I'm closing out the live. Thank you for listening in, and until next time. Bye. <laughs>